Welcome to a very special series here on Headroom. Travel to the Holy Land of Jordan and to the capital city of Amman. A generous people steeped in shared displacement over generations, forming a lively culture of food, family, respect, and tradition. Journey with me across the world to Amman, Jordan. This is Headroom. All right, we're here, Zaid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been an incredible week spending time with not only people that are your family members, but your extended family when it comes to the work that, that you do with WRS and ITG more, more globally. And we can talk about the particulars, especially of uh, the World Refugee School. But I, I want to sort of talk about the ecosystem. And that's a word that I like to use a lot. And maybe too much. And, but I've noticed that that word is embraced here by most of the people that I've talked to and, and, and shared conversation with. Talk a little bit about just where you feel that you fit within that ecosystem and how that has changed over time. Because, you know, I see you as the face of WRS because this has been my first exposure to it, but I know it's a much bigger ecosystem. So talk about the journey to get to where you are now at WRS. Perfect. Um, first of all, thank you for this opportunity. And, uh, you know, it's been great spending time with you over the past uh, few days. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, some of the experiences that uh, we've been through together are, are, you know, memories that will last with us for, for a long, long time. So thank you for that. Um, in terms of, you know, my journey specifically, it all started when I was about four or five, uh, you know, years old. Um, and, and I've always seen, you know, my dad, uh, he, he's always been traveling on, on uh, work trips, business trips, you know, trying to um, basically um, start his, his business and, and uh, continue with the growth of, of the business that we have. Um, and, uh, you know, at, at a very young age, um, I started to, to realize that this is one of the things that, although I used to miss him a lot when he was away, but to me, this started to make sense as, as you know, something I would like to do and, and basically support him in the future with his operation and everything that he is uh, involved with um, from a business point of view. So um, as I as I grew older and and you know during my my uh, you know young ages uh, age sorry um, I used to go to the office spend some time you know sit on his lap in some of the the meetings that he used to have um, at uh, some other point in time you know I used to go and and basically um, you know just chill in the office and and see people walk in people leave you know the employees so, I the, so the rhythm of work exactly so i started to get a sense of the rhythm and how the flow is going within the the work environment that he and his co-founder uh, created um, and then uh, you know with time when i reached a certain age i i started my first internship i worked with the services team you know trying to uh, basically get the exposure and get in touch with all uh, the different employees that we have within the the group and to me that was uh, you know eye opening experience and it was great because i i got the chance to engage with everyone within the organization um, the following year i did another internship as a, a data entry employee um, you know, and this started to uh, teach me uh, the structure within the organization and how to manage my time, 
how to you know start and, and meet deadlines basically um, how to interact with some other departments because of the requirements that you have in order to complete a specific project um, and then um, you know the, the journey continued but one of the turning points in my life was basically uh, me moving to King's Academy uh, you know although I went to a very good school uh, in, in middle and, and middle school and primary school, but I believe uh, my move to King's Academy was uh, a great milestone in my life. Um, why do I say that? Because first of all, it was an international school, which means di uh, diversity. Can you give some background on King's Academy for people who oh, don't know? Of course, know? of course. King's Academy uh, has a sisterhood with uh, Deerfield Academy uh, from the U.S. Our king, uh, Abdullah, basically graduated from Deal Field and they worked on a deal to basically create uh, this organization um, in Jordan to make it as one of the most prestigious education institutes in, in the region. Um, so we had a lot of international students, you know, people came from Asia, from the Middle East, from Africa, from the US as well, you know, on exchange programs. Most of the staff uh, was international. So this started to basically open the horizon in front of me and made me, uh, you know, get exposed to different cultures, different um, societies at a very uh, small age. Um, and then it made my move to the States afterwards very easy and smooth from an academic point of view. And then from, you know, just the point of me settling in a new country, uh, which was something new. You know, I had traveled a lot when I was young. But nothing is compared to basically settling in a new foreign place that you don't know anything about. Of course, yes. Uh, I went to Northeastern University. I did uh, management information systems and entrepreneurship. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the co-op program was also one of the main things that, that uh, helped me a lot uh, during my career. And, you know, if you look at it, um, I think everything came in the right time, right moment. And, uh, you know, it just paved the path for me to uh, basically become ready to join our organization. Um, you know, as much as it's nice for you to join the business at first, um, but you need that kind of exposure. You need to be able to deal with different kinds of people from different backgrounds. You need to be aware of what's happening. You need to stay up to date with all the trends that are happening in the world around you. And I believe, you know, uh, the, the last, um, you know, four years or the four years of university have provided me with this opportunity and opened my eyes to many things, especially when it comes to uh, the business and where I see myself within the organization. Let's talk about the relationship. It, I think it's unique. It, well, it isn't unique. There are plenty of fathers and sons or, you know, mothers and daughters or fathers and daughters that, that have sort of worked and, and shared legacies in building something. Um, and, and of course, you've, you've had that with your father. And I hope that people can hear. Can you, say, can you share what we're hearing now? So this is the call for prayers, actually. Uh, today is Friday, and uh, we're about to go to Friday prayer after the, the interview. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's the sound you hear in the background. It's such an experience for those in the West that may not have, have been able to hear that outside of maybe a movie or, or a television show. Um, 
thank you for sharing this environment uh, and this time in your in your space. It's an absolute pleasure, Zaid. I, I think it's really compelling, especially in a world of of being entrepreneurs and you know, uh, met your younger brother and you know, his his generation. That's all they're going to really know. No matter what they do, it's going to be this sort of independence of thought and practice. Um, and you have a very very close relationship with your father, who is incredibly accomplished. Um, you know, awarded the Order of Independence by the King. I mean, he. So we'll talk about pressure and those elements. But I, I wanted you to share. You mentioned to me this week there was when you. I think it was maybe your first day, maybe of internship, where you walked into his office, and you said, "Baba, is that correct?" Yes, Which is correct. The, is the term, the Arabic term for for dad, dad. right? And and share with, <laughs> share with the listener. That experience, because I think, regardless of culture and location, many people can relate to this. Of course. Um, so uh, basically, on my first day at work, I received a phone call from um, uh, Abu Zaid's uh, Abu Zaid. office manager. Abu Zaid is my dad. This is what they call him. Uh, you know, which is Abu, and then the oldest son's name. Yes, which exactly. would be your name. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Abu is father of Zaid, and this is usually how they call. Um, you know, men uh, after a certain age, um, and and it is part of the culture and the tradition here, out of respect. So it's like a nickname, basically. So I received the phone call as soon as I got to my office at 8 a.m. in the morning from his office manager. She was like, Abu Zaid wants to see you. Stop by his office. So, you know, I, I, I got ready and I went. Uh, you, you saw the walk between the yeah. two buildings. <laughs> Um, and as soon as I arrived, I, I called him Baba, which, you know, to me is normal. He's my dad, and this is what I call him. Uh, he was like, listen, Zaid, today is your first day and you're in the office. Never call me Baba again in the office. My name is Abu Zaid. And that was, you know, it left a huge impact on me. And it made me realize that work is work, you know. I don't have any kind of special treatment um, just because I'm his son. And this, uh, you know, gives me more responsibility to basically um, um, uh, focus more on my work, try to become better, develop what skills I have in order to meet the expectations, first of all, of my dad, and then help in, in, in moving the company from one point to another. Uh, you know, and obviously many incidents happened along the way that, that made me realize this and, and uh, you know, internalize it more. Uh, but I think this was a trigger where it made me realize that I'm not kidding anymore. You know, we are out of the context of the house. We are in the office and this is serious, you know. Um, so it gave me a sense of, of huge responsibility uh, towards him as a guy because I've always seen him, you know, how hard he works, how many hours he spent, uh, you know, on building this operation. And, and uh, you know, we thank God we reached a point today where we, we're talking about multiple companies, it's not only one, which means the size of operation is, is growing and it's continue, continuing to grow. And this just uh, puts me in a position where I need to basically uh, be ready to, to uh, deal with all the challenges that we might face and help him in, in basically achieving the vision that he had in relation uh, or in addition to the vision that I have for myself and for you know the family and our company in, in general. So it's, it's a huge responsibility and, and uh, you know I, I believe everything uh, that I've been through over the past couple of years uh, is, is basically making me ready for this huge responsibility that lies in front of me. 
Headroom is produced by Old Soul, a one-stop marketing agency that understands the power of brand and nuance. Reach out to my guy Matt at Old Soul and supercharge your brand and content strategy. That's Old Soul. Shoot Matt a note at aoldsoul.com. That's A-O-L-D-S-O-U-L.com. And now, back to our guest. How do you find your voice? Because your father is a larger-than-life personality. He is incredibly adept and skilled at engaging people and making them feel like they're the only person in the room. And that's a talent. And he's, he's accomplished a great deal. And some might say that as a, he casts a very large shadow. I, you have a very unique experience outside of anybody that has collaborated with your father, negotiated with your father. <laughs> Talk about the balance in finding your voice, the independence, and also honoring what he has built and then provided as a field of play for you to excel. That's a great question, actually. And I think, you know, it all goes back to the relationship and the effort that he used to put when I was a kid, you know, on, on developing our relationship, me and him. Um, and, and to be honest, like today, I, I, I look at him, I see him as a friend. He's basically my, my best friend today. And, you know, since I was young, everything that I wanted to, um, you know, if I had a problem with something, if I, I uh, you know, needed advice, I'd always go to him. Um, and that gave me this kind of comfort to express myself and, and basically be very transparent with it. I never had to lie to him because he was, uh, you know, he made, he gave me that trust where um, I think in the long term turned out to be the greatest thing uh, I, I, we managed to uh, build together and create. Because when you talk about this, you know, it's a very tricky kind of relationship when you, uh, you know, work with your family, especially your father, you know, um, and at the same time, you live in the same house. So um, one of the things that um, we agreed on, obviously, it doesn't happen all the time, but we try our best to not discuss business outside the office. And I think you saw that yesterday um, in in, in one of the, uh, you know, interactions that we had where um, in the office we have some kind of a formal relationship. We have boundaries and uh, specific things that we uh, discuss related to uh, the operation and the work that we have. Outside the office, it's a completely different relationship. Um, and, and I think this is uh, a very smart thing that uh, we managed to basically work on together uh, because it gives you um, the, 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 the freedom uh, to, um, you know, it, it just puts a limit to the amount of, of uh, effort that you need to put outside the context of, of work. Um, and I think this is very important. So a lot of boys grow up wanting to be like their father, especially when they're very young, right? They, they look at them maybe as a superhero or, right? But there comes a time when you start to find yourself and you recognize the similarities maybe in your parent, and, but you also start to recognize that there are subtle differences in talents that one has outside of their parent. Has that been easy for you to identify? Does it, is, it, is it hard to balance both, both truths that you can honor and be the very things that you, you see and cherish in your father, but also recognize that you have some skills that maybe he doesn't have? How, tell me about that relationship. Um, so uh, I, I must admit, you know, there's a lot of pressure 
Um, uh, but at the same time, I think, um, you know, we complement each other in one way or another. You know, he has his own strengths and the things that he is really good at. And at the same time, uh, you know, I, I, I'm starting to, to explore and, and see that I can uh, basically complement some of the things that we need uh, for this business in order for us to, to take it to the next level. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, with time, uh, this is becoming more clear to me. And I'm trying to basically um, map it with whatever uh, skills he has in order to complement, uh, you know, the, the whole package and, and basically start to deliver according to what vision we have for the company and the people um, within the organization. How has, how has the journey working alongside your father impacted other areas of your life? You're, you're a married man. Tomorrow is your <laughs> one-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I would imagine that it, it impacts in many ways or many facets of your life. It does, big time, big time. And I, I'm going to go back to the first point that I mentioned, you know, uh, the, the friendship uh, kind of, of relationship. You know, um, um, it, uh, one of the main things that I, I, I really, uh, you know, cherish and, and basically appreciate is, is the sense of responsibility that uh, came out of this kind of, of relationship. Um, you know, to me, I, I believe, you know, given my age, but there's, I, I carry on a lot of responsibilities for, towards the people around me, my family, and the community in general. And, and this is one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I always try to um, learn more from my dad when it comes to that specific component. And, and it turns out to be one of the best uh, traits that uh, I'm, I'm, you know, working on right now. And you can see the impact, you know, having a sense of responsibility towards every uh, individual within your life is, is something very important, at least in my point of view. Um, and, and it gives you the credibility, you know, uh, the trust, it works. Uh, and this is exactly the, the, the term I wanted to use, trust. You know, um, uh, as, as we mentioned uh, yesterday in one of the interviews, I believe trust, loyalty, and the sense of family are, are very important components that you need to have with the people who are close to you. And I think if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have, uh, you know, um, had this as a part of my identity and who I am uh, today. Um, so yeah, I, I guess those three points are, are crucial. Let's close with this. I want to respect in real time for the audience, for you to, uh, for prayer. Um, there's a lot of growth and excitement in what is going on with World Refugee School and, and other projects as well. And you're, you're a very diversified man <laughs> professionally. There's a lot going on. What's the most exciting thing about being continuously challenged, especially in the space of refugees where refugees can't take time off, refugees don't get to enjoy weekends or vacations in ways that maybe you or I can. So given the sense of responsibility that I know runs through your veins, I would imagine that it's exhilarating to know you're in an environment that can make a difference for people that are waiting for assistance and support. Tell me just about that when you look forward. Okay, so, um, you know, I, I think the, the work that we are doing with, with the WRS is, is uh, very important. And to me, it is kind of, uh, it's very special, you know, it holds a special place 
in, in me uh, because of uh, the way that you, you basically manage to impact someone's life with the work and the solution that you offer. Um, and, and it turned out to be great because it's a mixture of everything I, I always thought of, of doing. You know, there's a tech component to it. Um, at the same time, you are giving back, you are helping people who are in need. And this is, uh, you know, very important to me. Impact is something uh, very essential as well. You know, leaving an impact on someone's life and giving them an opportunity to have hope and, and basically continue with their education and then afterwards provide for their family is something that, you know, gives you pride. And, and, and the way we do it is, is, you know, we're not seeking to, to basically help a, a small community of refugees. For us, it is, it is our vision, it is our mission at the World Refugee, Refugee School sorry, uh, to, to basically provide a solution that will help solve this problem for the whole world. I know it's huge, it's massive, but we truly believe that the way we are dealing with this issue will definitely be, uh, you know, will, will, will provide the impact that is needed and it will really help, uh, you know, the people in need to basically give them a spark of hope, you know, um, at the end of the tunnel, just to make sure that they are able to support their families and, and give back to their communities. They need it. Well, you use the word impact and you, you've made an impact on me. Your family has the incredible people that I've been able to spend time with at all levels uh, throughout the, the organization, people sort of locally. Uh, you, make an, you make an impact on people and I think that if, if anything, hopefully this time here shines a light on Jordan, which is a beautiful country that many in the West may not know about. Um, that's a conversation for another day, but they should. It's a, it's a beautiful land, beautiful people that are striving not only to help their own citizens and the history that is rich, especially in the refugee space, but in the citizens of the world. So I thank you, Zaid, and uh, I look forward to the next conversation, wherever that may be. Thank you so much, likewise. Thanks for taking the plunge into Headroom, where we uncover the why behind the what and who impacting our lives. Headroom is a production of Rainlight and co-produced by our friends at Old Soul. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger, and this is Headroom.